Welcome back, everybody. It's that time of the year, and I'm not talking about the Float Conference, although I'm very excited about that. I hope to see you there very soon. I'm actually talking about the 2022 Industry Survey, their annual survey from for the industry is up and running to take uh, your survey. So check it out. Check out your inbox to see if it's there. Otherwise, go to floattanksolutions.com, click on free resources, and click on the industry report at the top of the page. You can click one of two links. One, if you're planning on opening a float center, if you haven't actually opened yet, and one, if you have one up and running. So please take the time. (laughs) Please, please, please take the time to fill this out. It's really important information. It's great information to take a look at yourself, but it's also great information if you um, want to start a float center, um, it's helping the community so others can start a float center. They can show uh, potential investors, landlords, etc. what's going on in the industry and how it can um, thrive. That's the whole idea, right? So again, please fill out the 2022 industry survey and um, we'll see all those results when they come out. Thanks so much to Helmbot. Those guys who are doing the industry survey also have an incredible piece of software called Helmbot. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for making that. It's what we use at the float shop. All of Gloria's locations use Helmbot. We swear by it. Uh, check it out. Get a free tour. Um, ask them any questions. Make sure it's a good fit for you. They are incredibly responsive. And I don't just mean for the sales part. Anytime I ask them a question, they are so quick to respond. They have a special button to ask them a question, and uh, it's uh, incredibly helpful and gets us through any little mix-ups, any problems we have on our side. They let us know uh, immediately how to rectify it, how to fix it, how things work, or even make changes based on on what we submit. So super, super duper cool. Uh, Helmbot.com, grab life by the helm. Okay, that's not really their motto. Trying to make it work. Uh, Helmbot.com is where you want to go. Uh, or floathelm.com. Either way, I think works. We have a great guest on tonight. Let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. My name is Dylan. I live in Portland, Oregon. My wife and I own the float shop for 11 years now, I want to say, or is it coming up on 11? I don't even know anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. I don't know. What I do know is I have never experienced uh, red light therapy, although I've heard very positive things. And I'm Kim Hannon. I co-own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana with my husband. And I have experienced a little bit of red light therapy um, just as kind of an add-on service to another service. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float, and I have not experienced red light therapy, but I believe uh, what we're about to talk about tonight, I've been told by probably a dozen people that I should try it for my back issues, so I have a, a lot of questions tonight. And I'm Gloria Morris from Float 60 here in Chicago. Um, I have recently experienced red light therapy in uh, kind of a like a lay down bed format at a place here in the Chicago area. I'm so curious why we're all talking about this. I think we should just go ahead and bring on our guest here, James Carroll. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. And, and you own and operate Thor Phototherapy, is that correct? Thor Photomedicine, yes. Thor Photomedicine, thank you very much. And you'll be at uh, this year's float conference, is that correct? Yes, I am. Fantastic. So I would love to know a little bit about what this product is, why doctors and my friends are saying that it's something that we should be using. 
what you think it should be used for. And then I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about how you came to, to be offering this. Um, and uh, yeah, um, where would you like to start? Well, I'd like to start with actually explaining its, its correct technical name. I mean, Please. in academic circles, it's called photobiomodulation. Somehow the internet has converted that into... So internet culture has called it red light therapy. Um, maybe they find photobiomodulation has got too many syllables in it, but you can just call it PBM <laughs> for short, and Rolls academics are calling it PBM or PBM therapy or PBMT. Mm. It's its technical name. I can describe what it is. It's something that you have all seen on TV at some point. If not you, your parents, if not your grandparents, used to watch a TV show called Star Trek. On Star Trek, when somebody gets injured and they go to the sick bay, the doctor gets out a laser beam, aims the laser at the injury, and the injury heals. The tissues regenerate instantly. So we make those. Any questions? Nice. Nope, that's it. I think we're good. <laughs> that's all we need to know. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I mean, if it works for Star Trek, then it's definitely going to work for all of us. <laughs> it's exactly the yeah. same thing, right? So I would love to. not as fast as I said. It's not as fast as on TV, but you get the yeah. idea. We shine light on people and they heal more quickly. Okay, so- James, real life ex- example here. I have had a major back issue for about three years uh, due to jujitsu, and mm-hmm. I've tried all types of things, and... I have had a bunch of people to tell me to try this and I don't really understand how that would be beneficial to my back. And there's only, I think, two places in the whole state of New Hampshire that offer it. Um, but one, I am near one of them. And uh, so is as somebody who has a back injury, is it true that that would help me? Absolutely. So there's good evidence. Uh, I should think I'm doing it off the top of my head. Uh, about 15 randomized placebo-controlled clinical trials published in um, uh, scientific medical journals uh, have, have been published on this subject. Over a 1,000 patients in all been in, in randomized controlled clinical trials, and they've demonstrated that it significantly reduces pain uh, in patients. There are... I mean, back pain is, is uh, multifactorial. Can be, you could have disc spinal-related pain, muscle-related. It can have sort of uh, neurogenic, neuropathic components to it as well. It's complicated. Uh, Why might photobiomodulation help that? Uh, It has multiple effects. So one of the mechanisms is that it is a uh, regenerative effect, so it stimulates the regeneration of tissue, which I've already mentioned. Uh, it does that by through multiple mechanisms. There are mechanisms that basically show that photobiomodulation switches on regenerative features. If there were scientists listening to this, I'd start talking about regulatory T cells and uh, and TGFP to one, and this would be something they'd be familiar with if you were medical doctors, perhaps. Um, it also improves blood supply to an area as well. It makes more energy, ATP in cells. Um, so that's one of the mechanisms. It's also anti-inflammatory. Uh, and there's a reason why it does multiple things, which can be explained. Um, so less inflammation usually leads to less pain as well. And with a high-dose treatment, you can induce an analgesic mechanism. So we can block what's called fast axonal flow and amplitude in the pain fibers, C fibers and A delta fibers, uh, which basically supply the spine. And those three potential mechanisms would give you some relief. 
I didn't fully understand all of that, but it <laughs> sounded convincing enough that I am going to try this. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. I, I'm excited. So Drew mentioned that there there's only two places where it's available in New Hampshire. Now, I would challenge that there's probably a lot more places, but there's different types of you know, devices out there. And I think that, you know, we as float center owners, people are listening to this, we, we're bombarded with people trying to have us add on services. And so we here want to represent the community and kind of understand what are the differences between the type that you offer versus some of the types that we see, you know, I just see, we see all different types of options in terms of lie down panels, things like that. So what can you help us understand? It is potentially a complex topic. Uh, There are subjects such as what wavelength of light is it? So light, we tend to think of as being in different colors, but also there's colors of light which you can't see. So it's outside the visible spectrum. So it's safer and better and more accurate to talk about wavelength. Uh, So different wavelengths of light that might be in the red, near infrared, which is just outside the visible spectrum, into the infrared spectrum. And so which is most effective? And then I suppose another question is power. Is there enough light coming out? Uh, And then the area, how much area are you treating? Now, you could have a little bit of light in a small area. Now that means you've got a certain density of light and you need a certain density of light to begin to trigger these effects there are many devices that don't have enough light density to have an effect some will have too much there is a dose response you overdo it a bit like watering a plant if you don't give it enough water it dies if you give it too much you drown it so there is such a thing as the right amount of light the right density of light so the right wavelength at the right density applied for the right amount of time at the right intervals if you get all those things right uh, can lead to faster repair and reduced inflammation, and then people, people, people basically have relief and heal more quickly. So, in the medicinal setting, where mm-hmm. there's practitioners who are trained to understand what the right amount of light, mm-hmm. duration, depth, like how can we, as normal operators who mm-hmm. operate a business that doesn't specialize in this, how can we be responsible? Yes, so we and do have effective? a treatment library. Are there, are so there go certain to our website? Uh, and which is being updated every single day with new treatment plans. And there's hundreds of treatment plans in there already for different kinds of back pain, for Drew's point of view. Um, uh, Sciatic pain, sciatic pain caused by piriformis syndrome, sciatic pain caused by disc prolapse, uh, or you could have muscle spasm going on. All of these different symptoms and causes of back pain uh, will be in the treatment library and then because we have a device with the high intensity for the deep conditions and the conditions that need an analgesic feature, then it means you, we make sure people pick up the analgesic and the deep treating uh, hand pieces. Uh, there's times when you're treating an open wound, you don't need that. You need something which is lower intensity. And so we would direct people to using our less intense products. So we have a device where you plug in different accessories to make sure you have the right kind of treatment for a particular pathology on a particular patient. And it's very simple once you've got it. A five-year-old can deliver it. So treating with photobiomodulation is something a five-year-old can do. I know enough five-year-olds who have treated themselves in our house and the family over the years. So it can definitely be done. Uh, so understanding the mechanism, I agree, is a complex matter. Understanding intracellular mechanisms is a, is a complex science. 
Um, but you don't have to understand it in order to treat effectively uh, if you've been given the right guidance. And so when you talk about these guidelines of how to treat these particular issues, where are those coming from? Uh, we write them ourselves. So my reputation in the field, so I'm, a, I'm an acknowledged uh, world-leading expert in the field. I'm a co-chair of the Biomedical Optics Society Conference on Photobiomodulation Mechanisms. I've held posts in uh, most of the... Uh, world and national associations on photobiomodulation uh, over the decades. I've co-authored 27 academic papers on this subject. I've helped Harvard Medical, six of them with Harvard Medical School. I've helped them write four books on the subject. I collaborate with 60 universities around the world. It's our area of expertise. It's a, it, awesome. a science-driven business. That was the, the you know, um, with floating, there there is uh, very little. There There is research, but there's very little. And uh, with as Gloria was saying, there are so many uh, people pitching different products of mm. things that will will fix people, but there may not be peer reviewed studies, and mm. you know it may be so cutting edge. Um, it sounds like you know without without being able to look it up myself right now, you're saying there is a good amount of peer reviewed information there's out there. More, there's there's about nine thousand uh, published academic papers, a thousand of which will be randomized placebo controlled clinical trials. There's also cool. hundreds of systematic reviews, which would be considered the highest level of medical evidence. It also is in clinical care guidelines in our National Health Service here. So it's a, our National Institute of Health and Care Excellence recommend photobiomodulation in our national health hospitals here for the treatment of side effects caused by high-dose chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Oh, wow. It's in clinical guidelines by the Multinational Association for Support of Care in Cancer as well. It's becoming standard of care in many cancer hospitals for treating the inflammation and the ulceration that's caused by radiotherapy and by chemotherapy. So it's not a big leap of imagination to say, well, what other non-healing inflammatory conditions also respond to it? And that could mm. be, uh, say, degenerative diseases such as osteoarthritis, for example. Um, I'm also, have, I'm a, just a full disclosure, I'm also a co-founder and investor in, in a a company that treats the leading cause of blindness in America called dry age-related macular degeneration. There is no proven effective treatment for it. We've just completed uh, 18 randomized controlled clinical trials, just submitted it to FDA, and you can expect early next year for uh, treatment, for which there's currently 200 million people in the world with a diagnosis of of dry AMD, untreatable. They will be blind in 10 years, and now we have a solution for them should be available from next year and it's inflammatory it's degenerative and we turn it around from non to non-inflammatory and we start regenerating effect, have these regenerative effects visual acuity goes up and progressions and you're saying it is a solution it is completely reversing blindness no completely if you okay. there's different stages so early okay. stage uh dry amd uh is inflammatory and if we get it early enough, then basically you can re- reduce the inflammation and you get your visual acuity back. If you've already got what, that necrosis, you've got something called um, mm. geographic atrophy uh, in your retina, that's never coming back. But still, okay. it would help, you know, help preserve your peripheral vision. Um, okay. it, then there's degrees of it, and we expect to be able to help people, for example, keep their driving license and maintain independent living and be able, be able to watch TV and read books and you know, and shop and, and live a normal life uh, when the, if we catch them in the early stages. That is absolutely incredible. Mm. Um, now, if we're talking about, kind of back to, I think, Gloria's question again, now that we have a little bit more information, is 
um, how do we apply this in our float center? Like what market, um, you know, as we're, I say float center, but we're oftentimes wellness centers, multiple modalities. How are you recommending businesses um, reach out to clients? You know, who are you attracting into the business for, you know, what, is it uh, acute issues? Is it very specific issues? Or is it a general, you know, anybody can come in? Uh, I suppose we are in several different domains. Um, so there, we're in hospitals, we're in small private medical practices, we are in practices of biotherapists, people, people who do musculoskeletal pain, so that's chiropractors, PTs, uh, and the like, physical therapists, uh, and massage therapists as well as wellness centers too. So people are using this for improving their general health and trying to prevent disease. So I think, that's, if I remember how this all started, we made a whole body treatment system for athletes. So the idea was that sports teams would use photobiomodulation to help recover after mm. high-intensity exercise, you know, a rough game of, you know, hockey or, or American football. I have to say American because football's a soccer over here. Um <laughs> And an international or rugby, podcast. you know, these, these, are, <laughs> these are rough games and uh, people get yeah. injured, so, or at least physically stressed. And uh, it became clear there's now 60 randomized controlled clinical trials that show that photobiomodulation reduces post-exercise soreness. So therefore, it became popular for that. Then we discovered uh, that pre-treating, before you go out and do your game or before you do uh, exercise and training, uh, actually seems to reduce... Uh, the development of stress and, and uh, oh, injury before you do it. And we uh, now know this in cancer hospitals. We now pre-treat cancer patients before they get oh, the side wow. effects of radiation and chemotherapy. And we now know that it makes the tissues more resilient in the face of high-intensity radiation therapy designed to kill cancer, has lots of nasty side effects, but actually the healthy tissues become more resilient and they have less side effects. And now more and more people are using it as part of a sort of a longevity or healthy aging goals yeah. uh, as well as coming in if they've already developed chronic degenerative conditions associated with aging like osteoarthritis, back pain, neck pain, that kind of thing and as well as the acute things like from playing sport for example. So there you are, it's a preventative therapy, it's a treatment therapy for yeah. acute or for chronic things and it does, uh, they're using this whole body treatment system um, the data I'm presenting at the conference is going to be on fibromyalgia. Uh, so that's, I think, 7.5 million Americans suffer from fibromyalgia. It's, and there's no evidence for any success, you know, long-term successful treatment, and we've just shown that the course of treatment for that. And I'll be presenting data where you treat three times a week for four weeks, and people have remarkable improvement, which I will be talking about the pain improvements and the psychological improvements and the activity improvements uh, that people have from that. So that's quite, I mean, I don't know your, your clients who tend to come in, but this mm -hmm. is now, I'm sure, that whilst they enjoy the, the sort of sensory deprivation that comes with, with float, that this is, they will also come with pain and degenerative conditions and be, I guess if they enjoy float, they are also concerned about other aspects of their health. So they use it as part of improving a, I don't know, part of their, their, their healthy lifestyle, really, along with diet and exercise. It's fascinating um, to me that there's so much research on this, but it, 
at least in the in the states, it still feels like a brand new thing and mm. something that you know there's still a lot of skepticism about, um, and just not a lot of general awareness here. Mm. Um, so that might just be kind of a, a cultural difference. Of course, you know, in, in the states, there's a whole lot of uh, tendency to lean towards big pharma and you know pharmaceutical. Um, you know, solutions that we in the float industry are constantly trying to overcome as well. So um, do you have any kind of a grasp about, you know, what, why it hasn't taken hold in, in the rest of the world, perhaps? You know, I don't know if it is just in the U.S. Well, that it feels so new. I do know uh, the answer. So first of all, there's, you obviously picked up, there's a lot of academic data and the scientists absolutely love it. The weird thing is, where are the doctors uh, in this process, and why haven't they grasped it too? Sounds and familiar. Honest, <laughs> honestly, the uh, the it, it would be baffling, but now I begin to understand. I mean, the the, the it's um, it's it's almost like a cult-like uh, enthusiasm for photobiomodulation in academia. Hmm. Hence, all that I can I can cite so many papers uh, and. But the, what they've all failed to do and what industries failed to do is understand the business of medicine. And the business of medicine, like it or not, is highly regulated. It starts with FDA, it then becomes the American Medical Association, then it becomes CMS. So CMS are in America responsible really for reimbursement. And once they offer reimbursement, then the private medical insurers will follow. But CMS doesn't usually reimburse unless there's a procedure code which comes from the AMA. And the AMA don't issue a procedure code unless there's an intended use, which is a marketing statement or a marketing claim mm. offered by the FDA. So you submit your, you, an FDA, the, the, the mystery to our field that we feel we've now come understood is that the FDA do not, are never going to clear photobiomodulation for marketing and use in America because they don't approve therapies. They approve products. And a company has to take to uh, do a, uh, a pivotal clinical trial, uh, which is very expensive, take it to FDA. FDA, if they like the data and they've done it correctly, will then allow you to market the product. But then you've got to take that to AMA, get a procedure code. And then you, when they've got that, then you go to CMS and get a code, a reimbursement code from them. And then the private medical insurers follow. And somewhere between five and seven years later, it, it could become uh, used in hospitals and by uh, medical doctors and at medical centres. Uh, and ideally, you want clinical care guidelines to follow up as well and really have it taught in medical schools. So there's a lot of potential steps. It takes many years to get there. It's very expensive. In the meantime, it is quite popular. And we've got thousands of customers in the United States. So it is, it's, it's not that it isn't, I don't know, it's... I don't know how wide it is, so it's well known amongst the general public, but uh, that explains the barriers in medicine, private medical uh, places and wellness places that uh, offer it for for cash payment. Uh, They're doing great with it. So I don't know if I answer your question, but (laughs) that's the medical answer. Um, and it is growing rapidly in in wellness centres and small medical treatment centres. Can I ask, um, is this similar to cold laser therapy? Is this the same thing? Are these two yes. completely different? You kind of hit on another point. One of the other difficulties has been that there's been more than 100 different names for this therapy. Low-power laser therapy, 
low intensity low intensity photon therapy, uh, low level light therapy, cold laser therapy. You've just mentioned. You called it red light therapy at the beginning of the audience. It was so infuriating when to, <laughs> to listen to you guys say that because a few years ago we got together. People from the National Institute of Health, the National Library of Medicine, Harvard Medical School, the United States Navy, uh, and many others, and people from industry got together and we said, we're going to stop coming up with all these different names and we're going to call it one thing. And we agreed it was going to be called photobiomodulation, PBM therapy. We got the National Library of Medicine to actually agree. It is official MESH term, a medical subject heading uh, in the National Library of Medicine. That's it. We've solved it. And then as soon as that happened and became uh, the preferred term on the medical databases, then the Internet started calling it red light therapy. Yes. Please. In, in, <laughs> it's I the can Internet. You can't stop the Internet. <laughs> I, right. I will never say that again. I literally used the term red light therapy in a seminar we did <laughs> yes, 25 minutes before this, right? Um, never again. So very nice to meet you. I am very sorry. Yeah. And it's quite quite fascinating because even, you know, manufacturers here, everyone um, that I'm aware of, I think I've only seen PBMT listed on maybe one or two kind of as an, oh, by the way, it's also called mm. this. But yes, um, but I think there's, really a there's a lot of non, non-FDA cleared devices out oh, there. So. Okay. You go on Amazon and you find something and it's hundreds of dollars and then you, you come and buy a professional medical piece of equipment that's thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes, there's a lot of uh, non-medical devices, unfortunately making medical claims, which is illegal if you haven't got an FDA clearance uh, to do so. Uh, so, so, we're so that was my next question was, uh, I can hop on Amazon and buy one for what a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, something like that. Yeah. Um, what are the differences between that thing and and what you guys are selling? And it sounds like FDA approval is well. FDA is a major that. one. That means that obviously we are proven to be safe and effective. Uh, we are also uh, routinely audited every year to make sure mm-hmm. we meet the kind of standards you expect of a drug company. So if you can imagine how stringent that is, our quality and regulatory department for our relatively small business has got eight full-time people in it. You know, these companies don't have that. You know, so it means that we abide by the law and we have our products independently tested to meet all the requirements that the materials we use don't cause a rash or something. Mm. So they're biocompatible. Our software meets medical software standards uh, that are the safety features of lasers uh, are in there as uh, 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 meet the requirements as well. So those are all things we're insured as well. I mean, something goes wrong, we have proper medical insurance, and you can sue us for millions of dollars. And the insurance company, if they think, uh, think you, we've hurt you, will will pay you money. You know, that's the kind of difference you'd get. Um, so it's we are a professional medical product company. Yeah. So, and, and as yes, far as the products specifically, um, would you say that, I mean, earlier at, towards the top of the show, you had talked about the, the power level being very specific, too much or too little isn't going to have the right effectiveness. Do you think the cheaper ones are underpowered or just completely not calibrated properly? Or is it simply all the other things about running a business? We haven't tested many of them. Mm. Uh, so I can't be wrong to say that they're all like this. I mean, one one, for example... Uh, the first device we ever bought and tested, and we looked at the, the, the claimed performance of it, and it said how much light there was coming out of it, 
and then we tested it and there was nowhere near the, the, the claimed amount of light coming out of okay. it. Why was that? Um, and then we discover that a bit like the lamp that you might, uh, a bulb that you might buy for your home, uh, I know we're all gradually moving over to these LED lights and sort of things have shifted, but let's go back a decade when we sure. were still using tungsten light bulbs uh, to, to light our room and you'd buy something like a 100 watt light bulb uh, and um, sure enough, why is it called a 100 watt light bulb? Because that's how much electricity it takes from the AC outlet. Mm. So that's how much power it draws. How much light does it actually deliver? About 5 watts. So mm. a tungsten light bulb is about 5% efficient. You get 5 watts out of your 100 watt light bulb. So if, uh, if you <laughs> plug... Um, but when you talk about medicine and you're talking about a, a, a medical phototherapy, we don't talk about how much electricity does it pull from the wall, we talk about how much light does it deliver to the patient. And yeah. so these people were reporting the amount of power it takes from the wall, not the amount of light mm. delivered to the patient. And sure. so it was our first insight into the fact that mm. people who are not from, an, from a scientific background mm. didn't understand these fundamental things. And I can also, there are independent reports that you, uh, in, published in uh, papers of of uh, scientists who go around checking the performance of products used by doctors and therapists mm. and showing that the performance of lasers has typically been 60% of what the manufacturers claim. Oh, wow. and the LED treatment systems, because you can use light-emitting guides as well, has been about 30% of what the manufacturers claim. So this isn't, it wasn't just our uh, discovery. This is independent universities that go out and check these kinds of things. There have been multiple studies on the performance of products, and they uh, rarely perform according to uh, the manufacturer's label. Okay. Wow. I cannot wait to see you uh, in Portland. This is very exciting. I, uh, I would if, just if, like to add, please. if I may, Dylan, uh, yes, that course. I was poking around on the website, um, doorlaser.com, and I saw about the um, you know equine and veterinarian services, and it rang a bell that I know multiple people who have older dogs that they were using this therapy with their with their dogs yes. and I totally forgot about that mm. and that it's a more common thing and here in New Hampshire I'm near a lot of farms yeah. and it is common with I call them the horse people the horse people I've for a few years I've heard of this and I thought it was really strange that they would do that but it all makes sense now and now that you've been talking it's ringing a bell that it's out there more than I thought initially, I guess I will say. Right. Yes, you're correct. Veterinary medicine. So our first uh, sales in the United States starting in 1995 were to veterinarians. So that's where hmm. we started. It was didn't really get going in the United States. Funny enough, the FDA actually purchased a product from us. So it wasn't the regulatory side of it, but it was the safety side of things. And they wanted to do their own studies to try and understand this. They got did a joint venture with the... Uh, University of Health, UCIS, uh, it's called Uniform Services, University Hospital for Health Sciences, part of the US Navy, did a joint venture with them uh, showing how they could regenerate nerves in the face, this experiments on rats, facial nerves, and then they went on to do heal spinal cord injuries in rats. So that's the early work that our products were first used for huh. uh, in, uh, well, with medical research, even though it was treating animals. But the first medical research done in America was on healing spinal cord injuries. Fascinating. It is. It is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. You wait really till I get up on that stage. And, yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I didn't realize I should have uh, redone my intro because uh, I have had uh, this treatment before and it, it was um, 
a chiropractor of mine who absolutely swore by it. And honestly, it sounded like mumbo jumbo. I don't know. This might have been seven years ago, something okay. like that. Um, but uh, but looking at your devices, it looks it looked very similar to uh, to what you're selling. I don't know if it's necessarily the same brand or not, but um, you know it wasn't the kind that you get off of Amazon. Uh, so that, that is very interesting, and it just interesting that I didn't know I had experienced that because apparently there are several thousand different ways to to talk about it. So that that kind of cracks me up. Probably doesn't crack you up though. Um, <laughs> No, and he has the same – it's the same challenge that we have in the float world that sure. we try to get people to come back more than once because that's really where mm-hmm. you'll see the effect of it, where, right? Our magic number is three. We want people to come back three times. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I am more willing to go try things multiple times, give it a shot rather than a lot of people will try something once, look for that miracle cure not get it and say, mm. ah, that didn't work. And that's not how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to do it a few times. And there's a, um, you know, a compounding effect that happens when you do something consistently. It's like that in the float world. And I, I imagine it's the same with the light, uh, you know, photobiomodulation therapy that some people might try it once and say, ah, but you know, you try to get them back and get that consistency going with it. Certainly for the whole body treatment, if you want to experience the benefit of whole body treatment, absolutely you want to sign up for multiple course of treatments for general wellness. And it helps if you're also active and you begin to feel the... You don't have to be. There are people in horrible pain uh, which who uh, get benefit from multiple treatment, like the fibromyalgia. And But that is, as I said, three times a week for four weeks. And you don't see the benefits in two weeks. By the time you get to week mm. three, you begin to see significant four weeks and then two-week follow-up data that, we're, that we'll see at the float conference. Uh, it is extraordinary, for, particularly for something so difficult uh, to treat. So absolutely with you there. There are a few things that will benefit instantly. So one thing we might invite people to do if they were to come to our booth is we would like to demonstrate its effect on treating neck pain and we would expect most people with neck pain to walk away with uh, some degree of instant relief because they are highly, there's a strong myofascial components. If you're familiar with myofascial pain or myofascial trigger points, uh, our device has a sort of a diagnostic feature on it and you put the probe on the skin and as you move it across the skin, we get a digital readout and we can find those myofascial trigger points. You switch the laser onto that point there the muscle relaxes and suddenly people are able to rotate their head or whatever it is to flex and extend it, side bending and so on, much easier than they did, uh, you know, five minutes earlier. So some things Love are instant. It. You ah, might have a long line at exciting. your booth. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> I'm already, like, planning. <laughs> Jane. Well, so I know you want to wrap up pretty soon, Dylan, but, you know, if... if we're looking at an investment as float center owners. You have several different options here. Do you think that it's effective to start with something that's very targeted, localized, uh, versus the investment of the whole body? I mean, obviously that would be fantastic to, to be able to purchase, but a lot of the float center owners probably don't want to make that type of investment up front. Um, what, what's the your thought on how to get started? $18,000. Bit less than that. I'm not in the sales department, so I can't. Didn't come prepared with the numbers, and I think it's uh, 125 and 145 thousand dollars for the whole body treatment system. We do two sizes. It's a six foot or a seven foot mm-hmm. uh, version of that. 
So that is obviously a big investment. You have a choice. Am I going to get a Tesla or am I going to get a, <laughs> a, a Novo Thor? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's yeah. a big choice. Um, exactly. So, but um, uh, yes, you can start with a desktop system. Uh, we have online training courses. Uh, we have weekly webinars on specific topics. Uh, we have a treatment library. There is a button on the website that you click. If you can't find what you're looking for, then we'll get somebody to actually help you. We'll actually write treatment plans for patients as well. So it's going to make it easy for people. And do you have the options for the uh, like panels that you would install either on the wall or behind a door or something like that? No, that's we're not really designed for home use. We're really aiming for hospitals, professional medical practices, and wellness centres. Uh, we're really for businesses. And if you ever stumble across an advertisement on the internet for us, yeah. it's always going to say, you know, mm. for professionals only. It's mm. uh, even though we, you know, there are a whole bunch of treatment system. There's plenty of rock stars, film stars, billionaires who buy our products and put them on their yachts and everything. Um, yes, there are people who. Yeah, of course. I think do. Kim has one on her yacht. Two. I thought you said Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that's what I meant. James, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it uh, quite a bit. Uh, would it be Novathor.com as well if you want to check out the, the, the big bad boy? Absolutely. Um, otherwise, yeah. ThorLaser.com. Check it out there and, and also meet James in person and, and apparently re- relieve your neck pain while you're there as well, uh, while you make conversation and learn about the products that he has and um, all the science behind it as well. And um, while you were chatting, I went to the website as well, and it, and it looks like a lot of what you're trying to put out there is this is not woo-woo. This is peer-reviewed scientific uh, product here. Oh, the, cool the, 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 yeah. yeah, right? Cool. Really <laughs> yeah. Thank I you so wait. much. And uh, until next time, we'll, we'll see you at the Float Conference. I'll see you at the Float Conference. Thanks so much for listening to the show, everybody. Thank you so much. We appreciate your ears and listens so much. Thanks so much to Helmbot for supporting our show. It means so much to us. Thank you. You keep the lights on over here. Thanks to Gloria, Kim, and Drew. Love seeing you guys each and every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for co-hosting with me here. And uh, thanks to Olga for making these shows happen so that we get awesome guests like this. And uh, gosh... I think that's it. Oh, Patreon, of course. Uh, Thanks so much for supporting us on Patreon. Um, Not only do you get to support us, but you get tons of awesome content. You get uh, photos, um, photos, videos, blog posts, all that cool stuff. Check out shop.artofthefloat.com as well. Uh, That's where you can get a la carte pictures and videos and testimonial videos and blog posts and all that good stuff. And I think that's about it. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Ooh, you know what? No, I don't think we will see you next week. I think we're on a short hiatus after this. We will see you after the float conference or God willing, I'll see you at the float conference. I hope to see you there. Bye-bye.